Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Hey, Jack Frost, if you want to nip at the nose of our show's host, you better have a big mouth because he's got a big nose. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining, holiday-spirited Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, Pipe-smoking broadcast, I should say. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on a cold, cold, cold December night. Yeah, recording it the night before. Um, anyway, on this week in Pipe Parts, I'm going to I'm gonna review, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is just an update, but I've had a... Uh, uh, I'm going to review a tin of tobacco from 2020. And then my guest is, that's right, guest, I said, is Jeff Grasick of J. Allen Pipes, talking about a new line of pipes that he's somewhat involved in, so you get to hear about that. Um, a double dose of holiday music, mailbag, and a uh, rave. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Um, doing this a little bit early, and you know, doing this the night before because... You know, it's just, can I just say it? It's chaos around here. Um, yes, we are getting ready to move. So we're going through the house, having some projects done to the house. And that's why we're doing this at night uh, and going through stuff and getting rid of things. And, and you'll hear more about that in the rave coming up. Uh, but it just reminds me of, boy, have we got a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of fun stuff too. I look at some of the stuff that we've been cleaning out and organizing you know things i've forgotten about and i'm like wow that's fun stuff so uh kind of fun to go uh, almost shopping or enjoying through your own house <laughs> yeah we've been in this house for six and a half years kind of settled in and stuff got put away and forgotten about and now we're kind of going through all that stuff including some uh, uh including some stuff in my tobacco cabinet and I've pulled out some stuff to smoke, and uh, you know, some of it's not so good, some of it's good. Um, not the one I'm going to talk about in the uh, in pipe parts, but yeah. So uh, just you know, just enjoying the stuff and uh, and Christmas shopping and getting ready to move and buying a house and selling a house and all that, all going on at the same time. So uh, a little bit busy around here, but anyway, uh, let's get the show rolling. So everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste, and whether you know it or not, You've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking pipes in faithful service of the hobby. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, pipe parts. Uh, Kringle Flake, Sutliff Kringle Flake 2010. So, uh, remember back about, oh, I don't know, uh, three years ago? Yeah. Uh, three years ago, back to show number 427, I first talked about the Sutliff Kringle Cake 2010, or uh, 2020, sorry, <laughs> Sutliff Kringle Flake 2020, and I, I gave a full review of it. Well, I want to give you an update on it because I opened up a tin of it um, about a week and a half ago and was impressed to say the least so i thought all right let me go back and review what i said about it and why i bought 10 tins of it 
And then it got me thinking, wait a second. It seems like over this past year, we've talked about these, uh, uh, limited release blends and the, you know, the tale of the tale of two cities. What happens if you only buy one and it's great? Or what happens if you buy the maximum that you're allowed 10 or 15 tins and it's terrible? Well, now I've got the problem of, I bought 10 tins. I opened one and yeah, you know, smoked one or two. Now I've got seven left and, uh, <laughs> Uh, boy, has it gotten really, it has gotten really good. So when I, and I went back and listened to my review again, and what I remember saying was that the Perique wasn't really prominent. Well, what's happened now with the blend over the three years is the Virginias have mellowed and warmed up and the Perique is coming forward. So it's giving a really good balance to it. Uh, it's giving a really enjoyable balance to it that I'm that I'm really liking. Uh, I will I will take a little bit of note and say that there is a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, corrosion building up on the rim of the of the tin, but with these being in round tins, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, so you know, normally if it, if it was a square tin, I might be worried that that corrosion is starting to make it pop. Uh, the uh, but the round tin, not a problem. Uh, the moisture level in them seems to be staying at a perfect level for smoking right away. Uh, the first tin that I opened up, I did have to, um, I, I had to dry down a, a couple of bowls a little bit, but the rest of it was really good. I noticed that uh, the last tin that I smoked completely, it seemed to have broken up a lot easier than I remembered or than I said in the first uh, in the first review of it, uh, I love when you open up a tin like this. I absolutely love it, and you see that that white coffee filter thing, and then you start to see all the staining of the tobacco onto the paper, and you start seeing the discoloration. I love that because that means that it's working. Um, now, in smoking it, I am noticing a little bit of that a uh, little bit of that spiciness, but that's coming from that perique that is now. 20 years old and has been aging in a can alongside of its friendly Virginia for, you know, three years. Uh, just getting a sniff of it. I'm not getting much of that grassiness of the Virginia. And, uh, you know, Sutliff has been accused of having a, of, of having a little bit of a tanginess or a, a vinegariness to their Virginias. I'm not getting any of that now with this blend. So now I'm glad I, I'm glad that I bought all those, uh, I'm now starting to ration them, but I also want to make sure that I smoke them because I think this is, it might be, yeah, it might be another year or two and it'll peak because then the, then the, the Perique may start to settle down or, you know, you just don't know what's happening, but I'm really enjoying it right now. Um, I did not get any of the 2021. Uh, I got two tins of the 2022 cause I went looking through my cellar and because of the upcoming move and everything going on, I missed out on the 2023, which is fine. I really don't want to buy any more tobacco right now and then have to go ahead and pack it up and move it. But uh, suffice it to say, um, on my Christmas list now, if anybody's got any tins of the Sutliff Crumble, uh, Kringle Flake 2020 edition, you know, reach out to me, Brian, at PipesMagazine.com. Uh, <laughs> And, and again, this is one of those situations where, yeah, you know, I knew what I was buying before I, before I bought it. Cause remember they sent me an advanced tin of it and I enjoyed it, but now boy, is it just mouth filling and slow smoking. And again, because it's a cring, because it's the crumble cake, I have to make sure and pack it a little bit differently than I would my ribbons. So I'm making sure that I'm using it, uh, it seems to like a little bit wider diameter tobacco chamber for some reason, uh, but I'm packing it a little bit differently and I'm tamping dramatically differently because with the, you know, when you rub it out, you don't get all those smooth ribbons. You get more chunks or little pieces. And if you tamp hard, you're stuck and it's never going to come back up for you. So uh, yeah, tamp carefully. All right. So uh, there you go. Three years later, and uh, happy that I've got these tins, and uh, we'll be on the lookout for more. 
That's the Sutliff 2020 Kringle Flake. Uh, if anybody's tried the 2023 edition, let me know what you think compared to the 2020. All right. And in just a moment, my conversation with Jeff Grasick. This is Internet Radio. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and uh, visiting with one of Santa's elves who is busy making gifts that will be delivered by Christmas time uh, in just a few short days, aren't we, Jeff? Oh, yes, we are. Busy, busy, busy. So, for a featured guest spot, not your normal just 10 minutes at the beginning of the show, uh, Jeff Grasick, the maker of J. Allen Pipes and uh, some other stuff you got going on that we're going to talk about. So, Jeff, welcome to the welcome to the full show. Well, hey, thanks, Brian. This is so unusual to, to be on this part of the show. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. excited to explore what's on the other side of this wall. Well, not much. It's just more longer painful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. As, as this show is going out, it's, I mean, you, you must be in crunch time cause you got like 10 days before Christmas and uh, pipe and pipe buyers are wanting pipes in time for Christmas stockings. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes, but, uh, you know, I I've done this for a minute, so, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of know the drill. So you, so you sit there at Thanksgiving dinner and go, okay, I got to make that pipe, that pipe, that pipe. Hurry up with the turkey. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't have turkey duties this year, and we're traveling for Christmas, so you know I have uh, have have minimal duties uh, uh, with the family before we enjoy our festivities. So I get to spend all of my time working on pipes, and of course, you know, hanging out with you for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, does that, I mean, does the, so you've got to plan the pipe making into whatever family travel you're doing and get that all done beforehand. Mm -hmm. And ha, has there ever been a time where the wife is packing up the car with the kids and everybody's in the front in the driveway ready to go? And you're like, I just got to put this stain on. Hang on, honey. Uh, that has, uh, that happened exactly one time. And it wasn't that I needed to put the stain on. It was just that I, uh, a little ADHD kicked in and I decided to do it anyway. And it created a, a disaster that I regretted. And, uh, as such, I don't do those things anymore. <laughs> so if the pipe's not done, it's not done. If it's not done, it's not done. People want good pipes, not fast pipes. <laughs> we want slow smokers, not fast makers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, so at the uh, at the most recent Las Vegas International Pipe Show, I got a chance to put my hands on some of these pipes that were that you're on here to talk about because you're not on here to talk about your your Jay Allen handmaids. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce it, and go ahead, everybody, laugh at me, but it's G H <laughs> Zhang. That's correct. Yeah, G H Zhang. Oh. I got it. And it, and it's not just a person. This is a brand of pipes that are inspired by other pipe makers. So give us just give us the background of it and take us from how you got involved with with this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was approached a few years ago uh, by my good friend uh, Ping uh, Zhan, the, the uh, pipe maker from uh, Delhi in China. Uh, Ping has worked with me before here in my workshop. We've collaborated on some stuff and uh, I visited him in China. He's visited me here in my workshop and uh, he approached me with this idea. Uh, a friend of his, this uh, whose name is Guo Hui, um, had decided to, I, and I believe that he was a, he, he kind of started out as a supplier of, of pipe making materials to Chinese pipe makers. Uh, if I understand correct, that's the, the background <clears throat> and also made pipes on his own. And he had an idea to begin uh, a factory to to start selling his designs and to to design pipes, have them made in a serial 
production mm-hmm. and to to sell them to uh, the uh, at scale um, to the public. And he approached Ping about um, coming to help him out to partner with him. And Ping did some designs for him, and they machine the machinery that they that they made their CNC machinery or com, you know computer controlled machines. Uh, they were able to replicate some really complicated designs. Uh, Ping, um, for those of your listeners who are aware of his designs, uh, has some pretty complicated um, uh, creations. Uh, his his Fugu variants are are among them. And, you know, they were able to execute Ping's designs with a CNC machine. So he <laughs> contacted me and he said, hey, uh, we want to work with some other uh, handmade pipe makers and do limited runs of their pipes. And uh, they'll be co-branded. So it'll say G.H. Zhang, uh, designed by or just, just with my name on it uh, or whoever else they're working with. And it's an opportunity for um, for our names and our designs to be presented to a market that we don't normally have access to. Uh, and it allows that market to have access to pipes or designs that they would normally not have access to on their own, uh, at least at that price point. And like the idea was to do limited production, uh, just uh, no more than a hundred of each shape in a year, and that the pipe maker would then be paid a licensing fee. And it's a not an upfront fee; it's a it's a, a per piece fee, um, which sounded really attractive. Uh, you know, many of us, uh, you know, we pipe makers, we get paid uh, for our work once, and they go they're resold or or something like that. We don't you know, see any of that and that's fine. Uh, so it was an opportunity to, to get a little more, um, you know, have a, a little more stable income besides like the, uh, the, the feast and famine that the rest of our, our world is. <laughs> and, and it's very similar to the, to the pipe making process where you don't get paid for it until it's done usually anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, um, we, we all become used to this and it's a little different than a lot of the corporate jobs out there. Uh, uh, if you're not productive, you still get paid. Uh, for us, you know, you, you, you know, you could try five times to make the same shape and maybe the customer's not satisfied with it or it doesn't turn out or the briar's faulty or, uh, or you, you have a disaster in the shop or something like that. Uh, you, you don't get paid till it's done and it's right. Yeah. All right, so let's back up because using mm-hmm. a, using a CNC machine to make a pipe is not a brand new concept. That's been going on now for for years. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has. And this is not the first time it's been set up in China. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, the I'll you know the, just to give everybody the background, there was a group I think about ten, twelve years ago or so that was. Uh, they got a hold of some CNC machines and was making some pipes that were um, not authorized uh, versions of yeah. pipe maker stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they were coming out onto the internet and being sold out there. And in fact, didn't you, you, I, I remember seeing a Tom Eltang poker that looked like it had been, you know, melted in the window of a hot car for yeah, a while. Yeah. A little mangled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. they, and they pulled off some, uh, some Jay Allen stuff too back then, didn't they? They did. They did. Yeah. I had, uh, I've had, I've received emails from collectors in China asking me, uh, you know, Hey, can you, did, did you make this? And I'm like, no, I've never seen it before. Uh, <laughs> that sure does look like my logo. It's, it's not correct, but it does look like my logo. And that's not a shape that I've ever made or. Yeah. Something so the, like that. So going forward, <laughs> this group is not involved with those people whatsoever. They're, no, this is no, all no, no, on no. the up and up, and yeah, this is 100% authorized, and we receive, uh, you know, because the the real attractive thing to me uh, was having Ping as the representative. Um, a lot of us pipe makers in the United States and around the world, we know Ping. Uh, Ping's a friend of ours, and we can trust him. And having that personal relationship with someone really, really helped to um uh set our minds uh to ease uh right. about this um where we knew on one hand that we had um you know as close to an advocate as we could possibly have uh 
involved in the project at a very high level. Um, but also we had someone who understood pipes. And so it wasn't just like selling a picture of a design or just s selling an idea to someone. And then they make it, you don't have any control over or, or don't know that they're making a pipe that <laughs> is good. You put your name on something, you want it to be good. And with Ping involved, we knew like, okay, you, we could ask questions. He understood like what, what our asks were and, uh, you know, the concerns that we might have, you know, protecting our reputations. Right. Yeah. So you, so you had a, you had a man inside the, you had a man in the, in, inside the room that was going to watch out for you guys. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you had also, you also had somebody in, in Ping who's been selling pipes that, you know, start out around the $900 range and he understands mm -hmm. what you guys are going through on the, on the pipe making side. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, so everybody was happy and familiar. Uh, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about the CNC stuff and maybe we'll even talk and talk about the Allen brothers, rest in peace, uh, pipeline and sure. see how that differs. So stay with us. We'll be mm -hmm. back with Jeff in just a minute. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line, to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with uh, Jeff Grasick for a full-fledged episode of Jay Allen Fun and Excitement. I, I, Jay Allen, a brand that just breeds fun and excitement, right, Jeff? <laughs> Hooray, yes. <laughs> All right, so CNC machines. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're used on other brands and other Briarworks is doing it. The Jay, the Allen Brothers stuff. There's other people that are doing it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. th so this isn't revolutionary and new. No, no. I mean, I, I think what we're, you know, basically what we're talking about is like copying, copying yeah. pipes, right? Copying shapes, and you know, that's that's what factories have done for more than a hundred years. Uh, although it wasn't computer controlled, they had some reasonably sophisticated machinery that was analog uh, that could. Uh, copy shapes and that's you know uh whether we're talking about dunhill savinelli kamoy um uh, Chacombe, like all of these these brands um used uh phrasing machines yeah. that would copy shapes um and there I, I i don't know who did it first i think the first i became aware of it like a it, i don't think it was computer controlled or i know it wasn't computer controlled but um, Jorn Larson, uh, you remember Jorn made a, like, I think it was a six pipe copying machine. This is probably 15 years ago or so really sophisticated machine could make really complicated shapes. Um, but it was, it was, like I said, not computer controlled, but very, um, capable, much more so than the average phrasing machine. And, I think that may have gotten some people's wheels turning uh, who understood uh, CNC. Um, so there, there have been like, at, so when we did Allen Brothers, I think we started in 2014, we were working with a, uh, a company based in Italy and we could send our prototypes over and they would, uh, they would copy them. But when the, when you get them back, they are, uh, like we would get a box full of phrased semels. It it was roughly shaped. It looked like a golf ball. Uh, it had the texture of a golf ball. 
and only had the bowl drilled. So the amount of manual work we had to do even to just get, to get the shape ready to receive a mouthpiece uh, w- w- was pretty significant. We had to make, we had to drill the mortise. We had to drill the airway. Um, then we had to, uh, you know, face the shank and all of these things to prepare it. And then we had to, uh, they, we, we could have, we had custom mouthpieces made, but that was, they were more or less made in a, um, in a mold. And then they, uh, they did actually use CNC work to kind of refine that for us. Uh, but it still took a ton of manual work uh, for us to get it done. So we, uh, you know, there were still ninety percent made by hand. So that, so basically, what those, what those were doing for you with the Allen Brothers stuff was taking away the fun stuff of shaping the pipe mm-hmm. and leaving you with all the little dirty detail, boring, nasty work of all of the fine details and fittings and trimmings. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what could we? What would it be like to be a pipe maker who didn't get to do the fun part? Well, we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously, it was such a financial success. You decided to stop doing them. Massive success, massive yeah. success. No, I mean we we did um, uh, we did have a lot. I mean, we're we're pretty well received, uh, I think, in the market. Uh, but yeah, it it took us about four or five years to realize uh, um, that. Um, it just wasn't going to make sense for us to continue doing it um, at those volumes. Um, and so when this project came along, um, I, I realized like I could design once, which is the thing that I wanted to do. And then initially, and then paying more or less trained all of the pipe makers who work for GH Shang to, uh, to finish the, they do all the work that I didn't want to do on <laughs> Allen Brothers. And of course, Briarworks, you know, as we mentioned, they, uh, uh, Todd and Pete designed a CNC machine um, or modified a CSC, CNC machine, I believe, to uh, to make pipes. And they've, uh, theirs is much more precise, uh, probably similar to what uh, Jie Zhang is doing. Um, and like Jie Zhang, they, you know, there still is a lot of handwork that goes into these. You know, we right. say they're machine made, whether you're going to an old school factory in France uh, or these computer controlled ones, there is so much handwork. These cannot be completely handmade by machines. Now, one of the things that uh, that really distinguishes this this Chinese project is that these mouthpieces, they're not these aren't blanks uh mouthpiece blanks that come from a factory this is different yeah uh and this was really attractive to me i asked ping about this i was like well mouthpieces are one of the like besides like all of the other fancy stuff we can do with bowls to um you know to bring out the beauty of the grain like that's uh in in the subtle the subtle changes that we make to to let the the shape um, mesh with the the particular uh, uh, particularities of the grain and the briar block that we're using for that shape. Um, the thing that really distinguishes a handmade pipe, additionally, is the is the quality of the mouthpiece, right? Yeah. And you and I can agree on this. Like that last inch of the mouthpiece, that is it's a massive difference. You put a, a, um, a, a your standard factory pipe in your mouth, and then your and then follow it with. Uh, a high quality handmade pipe, you're going to notice a difference. Eyes closed. Eyes closed, mouth closed. Yeah. 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 I can just walk up to it and feel it between my fingers and go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So what, uh, what they did is they, they actually designed a CNC machine that makes their mouthpieces out of German ebonite. Oh, good Lord. The rod stock that I use. It's yeah. over. It's over. The, the, the machines are taking over. The, the machines are taking over. Yeah, it's not AI designed, fortunately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that's coming. Who knows? <laughs> um, the, and that, that really, really impressed me. So they can do extremely complicated mouthpieces, and they're made uh, with a CNC machine. Now, just like the bowls, that does not mean that they are ready to use right out of the machine. That means they have done the rough shaping. Right. They've gotten the profiles uh, down. They've they've done the internals, things like that. But it still needs to be filed and sanded and polished and all of that by hand. And that's a lot of work. And if you don't have people who are skilled doing that kind of work, who are really, really well trained, 
you know, you can take the most complicated or even the most simple design that has been made in this, you know, really uh, sophisticated uh, CNC production and it can be ruined uh, with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. And that's that's the difference of having like um, uh, someone like Ping on board who has personally trained all of the people who are there. They are they're well trained. They know kind of what the parameters are uh, of what we're looking for, and they have pretty tight tolerances. And and it's China, so this has got to be a pretty good job for them because they're not making you know Nikes or soccer balls. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you know, and and the end the end product is what you get is so I'm I've got a pipe here that I'm showing to Brian, and I it, I believe you've seen this in person. This yeah. is the first shape that I did for them. Um, it's a, like a tomato apple-y shape with a, um, a military mouthpiece. So it's got the, the brass, the brass ring around it. Um, it's a tapered, uh, tenon and it has, I mean, God, that's pretty <laughs> damn near identical <laughs> to one of my mouthpieces. It, it might, it might actually be nicer. Cause, cause... <laughs> hey, 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 oh, hey, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and I mean, it's when I when I saw this for the first time, I, it really it blew my mind. I did not expect them to be this good, and, what, and to be able to get a pipe like this at the price. So you're getting a the the bowl is made from the same briar, the same uh, sources of briar that I use. Maybe not necessarily the same quality, same sources of briar. This is sandblasted pretty nicely. Um, it's got my shaping. And it has more or less, you know, I would say 95% of my mouthpiece. Um, and so, these, the price range is like 200 to 350 bucks. Yeah. So when they, when they talk to you about your design work, they also talk to you about your design on the stem as well. Yeah. And, and your yeah. measurements on the buttons and stuff and, mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, yeah. And they, they, they do, uh, they do standardize the internal dimensions mm -hmm. so if you buy a shape that i've designed or a shape that cornelius has designed or a shape that ping has designed uh it's my understanding that the internals are all similar there so they're not particularizing that uh if if one of us uses three and a half millimeters versus four millimeters or something they're they're standardizing that um but the exterior is the same right I'm sorry. The ex the exterior is is uh, is unique to the the maker. Well, what do you what do you or call the, what do you call the little flare out on the stem? The little spindly round thing on the on the stem. The, the spindly round thing on the stem. Yeah, the little round. Oh, the 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 ring. Yeah, this this crown. Yeah, you call that a crown. Sure, we'll call it a crown. Because one or of the, the things. Flare. Yeah, mm -hmm. one of the things I noticed from seeing that is the when I touched it in Vegas, I noticed how precise that work was. And yeah. I said, that's, you know, that's an easy and cheap way for somebody to cut corners is to make that kind of oblong or blunt or wobbly a little yeah. bit, but no, those, mm -hmm. those crowns or those little stem flares on there, which are just decorative. They don't do anything. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's not like a stopper where you can't put the pipe in your mouth any further than that, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, but that's just for balance and decoration. And yet it was still pretty crisp and precise. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's extra work. It's a lot of extra work. And I think uh, I, I want to show you this and listeners, you're going to have to take our descriptions um, of this, but I have two mouthpieces here and I have, uh, they're both, um, they're both the same kind of uh, like flared saddle or crown saddle um, military mouthpieces. Now one is from a shape that was designed by Cornelius Mance. And the other is a shape that was designed by me. And, you know, so it would be easy for a factory to just say, well, these are similar. The lengths are similar. The shapes are similar. Um, we're going to make them the same, but they haven't. Mm -hmm. They are the, the, the Cornelius one looks like a Cornelius Mance mouthpiece. And mine looks like a Jay Allen mouthpiece. And that I think is pretty remarkable that they're able to do that. And again, these ones are at the, you know, 250 or 200 to $350 range. Now that's expensive, uh, but it's not nearly as expensive as buying one of the handmade pipe, uh, like the same shape as a handmade from either of us. 
Yeah, and uh, and and again, I got to play with it briefly in Vegas for a couple minutes, and and really mm-hmm. felt it, and was like, all right, you know, these these are there's the detail in there, the the mm-hmm. bowl drilling is all they're all paying attention to drilling of the bowls and getting them centered and everything's done right, um, and then again, you can also and there's I mean there's several up for sale right now on smokingpipes.com, and they're doing some fun stuff with color and different yeah. lacquers and different finishes that mm-hmm. is like there's no way there, there's no way a uh, well unless you're unless you're Warner Mummert you're really not going to go down <laughs> that road of the stuff that they're doing there and right with, with these. Uh, and again, so now, yeah, I, there, there's a playfulness to it yeah. that I really like, and it's a playfulness that uh, I, I think Werner does that really, really well. Yeah. And it's not something that you know I typically um, would I, that I would ever do. Yet, when they sent me the photos of the first set, and there was a bright green pipe, a bright green sandblast, and a bright red sandblast, uh, I, I looked at it, and my first thought was like, "Oh my goodness, what is that?" And then. It took me about five seconds to go, that's actually really cool. Like, I would never do that with my own personal pipes, but it's just so playful and fun. It's something a little different. Um, they did a purple one. They did, you know, the green. It's just, it's it's fun. And at that, at that price point, too, uh, it gives, you know, collectors an opportunity to get something that's just really unique, I think. Yeah. Now, are these pipes stamped with the, with the pipe maker that designed the the shape on them yeah they are so the way that each pipe is stamped um they they like i said they've done a lot of really cool stuff um with their branding and so each each pipe is stamped with the year that it was made with the shape number so this uh this tomato apple shape that i've got is the first shape that i did for them so that is that one is stamped zero one because it's the first shape that i did for them and then they're serialized so basically you have this is shape one this this one is the third that was made in 2022 uh then it's shape then it's stamped with the brand name gh jung and then my name jay allen and china as the origin and then it also, and this is a cool little thing you don't won't find on any other price uh, pipe at this price. Probably not on you know, very few, if any, pipes uh, at any price. Is that they give you the origin of the briar stamped Ooh. onto the pipe. So this one is a, this one's made with Spanish briar. Wow! And then you, it's pretty cool. And then because I know you got to get back to work on doing Christmas pipes for people. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. you'll be in big trouble. I know a few that are waiting for Christmas pipes. Mm-hmm. Not me. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm, busted. Right, right. I'm flat busted <clears throat> this year. Um, the the packaging that comes along with it is also real actual pipe <laughs> pipe maker style it's, packaging. It's it's legit. It's legit. Yeah, they have a a, a beautiful um, like hard um, like hard cardboard um, box, but with like nice texture that has the the brand name stamped on it. And then each pipe comes in a uh, uh, with a, a leather pipe sock that's embossed uh, with an embossed logo on it. Yeah. And the really cool thing is that each pipe comes with a basically an ownership card that has a high quality printed picture of your pipe, not just the shape, but of <laughs> your pipe on it. Which is, I mean, that's I think it's super cool that they have the like the, the attention to detail that they put into the packaging is really superb. I think uh, beyond yeah. beyond anything you're going to find it uh, just about any any price point. So, yeah. and um, what what do you what are the prices going to top out as a, on a smooth or something fancy like that? Do you know? Right. So, so here, uh, here we've got a sandblast here, and I uh, the sandblasts I believe are around two hundred dollars, um, and the smooth shapes or smooth finishes, um, I believe are this is a, I'm showing Brian now a faceted shape that is the most recent one that I've done for them. Uh-uh. Um, this one is, uh, I believe $350. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have some, like another finish that's really, really unique. This is a lacquered finish and it's a multi, like many, many layers. And it looks like a model, like uh, a, a whole bunch of different colors that have been mixed together. For those who are familiar with uh, Bill Schlosky, 
And his um, he uses a, a material called fordite. It's just yeah. layers and layers and layers of, of uh, nitrocellulose lacquer paint that came from, I believe, the Ford factory. And it's a really, really cool look. That's kind of what this looks like. So they've textured the pipe, painted on um, many, many layers of lacquer. My understanding is that they can put one layer on a day and they do it for 30 days. Right. So, And, and I'm lo- these I'm- ones... I'm looking at the one that Jeff is showing right now, and to me, it looks kind of like a speckled egg or mosaic. I mean, it's got all kinds of different stuff going on in there, and that's really yeah. cool. So, how much is that going to cost me? Because I'm probably going to need one or two. I believe it's five hundred dollars. <sighs> Figures. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be more because it, like I said, it takes a yeah. month for them to do the finish on the pipe. Yeah. Um. And and they don't do they don't make very many of each shape in that finish. So they're, they're something of a rarity. Now, again, like I said, these are, I mean, you know, from the price, like two to two to $500, that's not inexpensive. Those, those are uh, expensive pipes, but they are quite a bit less than what you would spend if you had like in this, this, um, this lacquered one that I was describing, this is made by Cornelius Mance. Now Cornelius would charge quite a bit more than that uh, for his handmade pipes. And uh, so you have access to a shape that was designed by Cornelius. It's made, like I said, 95% or more of what Cornelius would make by hand. Um, and you get these really, really unique finishes with it. I, I just, it, it's a, it's a project that I'm really excited about. Um, and I, I'm just proud to be part of it. And I, I'm really proud to see my name on them and for them to be offered to the public. Even though your name is not Jay Allen, you you got other names, right? But uh, yeah, yeah. Just to put this in price perspective, the last two Mm -hmm. Jay Allen estate pipes that I bought were both sandblast pipes, and they were five hundred dollars for an estate pipe. Or you Mm -hmm. can get the top of the top of the top line smooth production of this for three fifty to five hundred, brand new. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can either buy the used Toyota off the lot or the brand new right. fast and uh, shiny. I, I I just called you yeah. a used Toyota. Did you like that? <laughs> and I and I think I, I think you know one of the things that you know a question that naturally arises then is like are are we not like undercutting our own market by doing this? And I mean it, it's a fair question, but these are not like I didn't make these pipes, right? right. This if you want a Jay Allen then. This isn't that, but it is a pipe that was designed by me. And it gives you, uh, if this is going to be the jewel of your collection, it gives you 95% of that, which is really kind of cool to be able to do mm-hmm. that. And for a lot of other people, like uh, a, a a pipe in this price range is one that they would feel comfortable taking somewhere where they don't want to take their top tier pipes, pipes right. whether like fishing or, or whatever. So whether this is... Um, whether this is meant to be like your uh, like a, the crown jewel of your collection or or something as a as a knockaround pipe for you, it can be that, and I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I'm I'm excited by them. I was excited enough to have you come on and do this, so obviously I was excited about them. You know, plus I get to look at your face while we record on Zoom. So, ah, yeah. So we'll wrap this up. Jeff, are you ready? We're gonna do sure. we're we're gonna do you with the fast five final questions because I can't remember oh, when no. the last time we did it was and uh, we're we're gonna do it again and you're gonna get the standard. All ones. right, I'm not tweaking anything for you at all whatsoever. Here you go. What is okay? Your, what is your favorite pipe? My favorite pipe. Ooh, and you can't my say, favorite you, pipe. You can't say the one you just finished and sold. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with my favorite pipe the, my, of my own personal pipes. I've got a, um, a pipe that I made for myself recently that was not supposed to be for me. It's gorgeous, and I made a mistake on it, and I love it. So it is a crosscut blowfish. Did you make the mistake on purpose? I very much did not. Okay. What is your favorite tobacco? It is still uh, Exotique by Smoker's Haven. And I know this answer, but what is your favorite drink? Uh, uh, Alcoholic whiskey, uh, non-alcoholic water. Uh Uh-huh, you've switched now. And coffee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, I miss the bait. Yeah. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music, and exercising or bike riding or all that yoga stuff that you've gotten into does not count? It's either a book, a movie, or music. Oh, that's not relaxing. A book, a movie, or music? Yeah. Oh, it depends on the mood. I like all three. We'll go with a movie. Yeah, although your kids are getting old enough now, you can watch a whole bunch of movies, and they're probably suggesting some to you that you're like, why am I watching this? Yeah, exactly. Oh no, they've been they've been suggesting ones that I don't know why I'm watching for years. Okay. I'm watching them because I love my kids. There you go. And then fin uh, finally, a favorite pipe smoking related memory. I would say, uh, uh, it, it when I made my very first pipe, I remember I got a Dremel for Christmas from my in laws, and I remember sitting and watching Christmas movies with this Dremel kicking up dust into my face because i didn't know any better uh and you know just uh, feeling proud looking at this thing take shape and then and then this is a two-parter then realizing i didn't have a mouthpiece and looking in the yellow pages because uh, th this was back in yellow pages days <laughs> for the closest tobacco shop and driving over an hour to go get a savinelli replacement mouthpiece that they just happen to have in stock and it fit yeah so that's it yeah <laughs> uh jeff thanks for coming on merry christmas happy new year to you and your whole family and uh we'll we'll i guess we'll see you in uh in april in uh at the big chicago pipe show yeah looking forward to it thanks so much for having me on brian it's a you know pleasure to be able to talk to you again about this uh for the first time and uh you know to to bring this to your audience so uh, i wish you the happiest of holidays and we'll we'll see you soon and we'll be back in just a minute for over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila Folge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what uh, what comes out of this, uh, what comes out of this pipe project and see some of the shapes and some of the designs. Yeah, it's all kind of interesting. All right. For Christmas music, we got a double dose. And this one, uh, here's the email I got. And it's from Riley. And Riley says, uh... Brian, I'll start by saying how much I really enjoy the show. If you want me to read your email, that's a great way to start it. Uh, I'm a somewhat new pipe smoker, but I've been listening for well over a year now, and it's been wonderful. Thanks for all the effort and no doubt time that goes into these weekly shows. It's very much appreciated. Well, thank you. Uh, he said, if you're still interested in Christmas music, I'd like to submit a song from my very own wife, Ren Gisick, or Gisick. And it's spelled G-E-I-S-I-C-K. Uh, she wrote and produced this song in 2019, and I thought it might be a very unobtrusive submission that's likely to please even Mr. Ghost. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, so I listened to it, and, and I really like it. It's called Feels Like Christmas, and here it is. Just the same 
and my troubles are miles away Sing a song and let it ring Think of all the joy it brings Make it feel like Christmas Does it feel like Christmas? Angels sing and spread their wings They are welcoming the King To make it feel like Does it feel like Christmas? I don't need silver and gold Presents by the tree The only things that I really need Right in front of me sense her jazz background the, the the jazz crooner background and boy i love that jazz guitar in there uh, again it's r-e-n last name is g-e-i-s-i-c-k go on to spotify give her a follow give her a whole bunch of streams all right now from a modern day song to a christmas classic we switch gears and we go to nat king cole pipe smoker and uh, the famous Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow We'll find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way 
He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to From one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas To enjoyed sitting down with him and smoking a pipe and just chatting with Nat King Cole. Uh, thanks to Tad, who you'll hear shortly coming up in the, the mailbag for sending that in to me. You, Daddy, has an email. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, Brian, at PipesMagazine.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at PipesMagazine.com. Or you can po- uh, you can post it. <laughs> I can speak English, I promise. On the uh, Pipes Magazine radio show page at PipesMagazine.com, just like Dino does every week. And going back to last week's show with Pear, uh, Dino says, Once again, congratulations on the Sato pipe. As I said Saturday, it's a gorgeous pipe. Thank you. Yeah, smoked it a couple times since then. Uh, good to reconnect and catch up with Pear. The comfortable and wide-ranging conversation was quite entertaining. I loved Matisiyahu's reggae Happy Hanukkah, and the Beach Boys are always a treat. Nice shout-out to small businesses. Thanks for a fun show. Hag Hanukkah Sameach Dino, and uh, and Merry Greek uh, Christmas to you, too. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. And then from uh, Casey Ghost himself, uh, Dan says, Greatly enjoyed your comments on the Sato, on the Smio Sato pipe. I'd always desired to own a Japanese pipe, but the ones I liked were way out of my price range. Nice you got one of the last ones he made. It was nice to hear what Pear has been up to. Sorry for the illness he suffered since moving to Germany, but glad he has recovered. It is amazing the way <laughs> the way companies think. Work for them forever, and then they decide you don't fit the plan, and it's adios amigos. Yeah. Uh, I really like the HH series of tobaccos at McBaron, but found everything in the regular line kind of muted. Uh, Flavors just didn't stand out. I think this isn't because they lacked flavor, but rather for me, they just didn't have enough strength. I'm a strength first in my pipe tobaccos. But nonetheless, it was an outstanding interview between two old friends. Uh, you know what I thought of the reggae song without me mentioning it. <laughs> On the other hand, the Beach Boys song had a nice charm to it. Not one of my favorite Christmas songs, but it was more than good enough. Support small business, if at all possible. If you don't, they'll be gone. Yeah. Um, I just thought the uh, I thought reggae and the Beach Boys was a good pairing So to go with pair. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then from Tad... Uh, Tad writes, Happy Hanukkah, my friend. Loved the interview with Pear this week. I've heard he had some health issues, and it was so nice to hear his voice again. Even nicer to hear he has plans for the future with his own brand. Looking forward to see what that brings. Uh, The music was something else. 
Jewish reggae, very interesting. I must say enjoyable, too. I do appreciate the wide variety of music you play for us. Some play the game, what genre will Brian choose this week? Keep them coming. Yeah, I play that game, too. Uh, and then he sent me a couple of music suggestions, including the uh, Nat King Cole song. And then he signed off with, good luck with your move. Looking forward to hearing the full story. If you decide to share it with the listeners, be well. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Tad. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I am uh, I am bottling up some, uh, uh, some uh, mailbags, because when we do make the move, I'm sure we will have a couple of pre-recorded episodes. So... There you go. Uh, and then uh, going back to episode 585, a couple weeks back, Scott Miller writes, Brian, in an, another enjoyable episode on, on, on all fronts. Uh, interesting pipe parts with Jeff, delightful chat with Glenn, and Chet Atkins was an inspired holiday tune. I've been listening for a year now and have almost caught up with all the back episodes. It's been quite a ride. I will almost regret only having one Pipes Magazine radio show to listen to every week. Thanks for all you and Kevin have done over the last 10 plus years for the community. Yeah, thanks. And then he gave me a suggestion for a, for a topic. So we're going we're gonna to save that for a future episode. And then do I have one more? No, I don't. So there you go. Again, comments, questions, email me directly, brian at pipesmagazine.com. A uh, couple of things. There was a handful of comments uh, in, in the forums about wanting to get more detail on uh, Pear and McBaron parting ways. And Pear is too much of a gentleman to go into the details of, you know, business is business. Blah, 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 blah. Um, people change. Things move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I got an... Uh, I had a couple people that were really piqued, piqued their interest in the uh, in the discussion about the Sato pipe, and I want your opinion. Would you like an audio tour of my current pipe collection? If you would, please let me know, because I could break that down into probably four or five different pipe parts segments over the next couple of months, and... Uh, but if you'd like an audio tour of the pipes and the tobaccos that I smoke them in and you know, smoke with them and so on and so on. Uh, yeah, just let me know if you want to do that. All right. Comments, questions, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, rave time. A Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe is the perfect pal. Going fishing. Take your corncob pipe and see you back at dark 30. Hunting, your corncob pipe swears it won't make a pop. Relaxing and reflecting, you add your corncob pipe at relax. Party time, your corncob pipe doesn't produce a cool smoke for no reason. Let's just say your Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe gets you. Visit www.corncobpipe.com to get yours today. Missouri Meerschaum Company, authentically original, authentically you. Ah, the holidays and pipe collecting, a grand tradition indeed. And there's no better place to celebrate a grand tradition than at tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. Find that perfect gift for yourself or that special pipe collector on your list, or sell those tobaccos, pipes and accessories to make room for those new Christmas arrivals. Your favourite things await you at tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. Cheers and happy holidays from your friends at tinbids.com. is much more of a holiday message and it should be a message for all of us all year long because we are we are fortunate people whether you have one pipe or a thousand pipes if you have one pipe and you have a tobacco that you enjoy you're a fortunate person because you've got that pipe that treats you well and is a trusted companion and you've got a tobacco that you enjoy and you look forward to it whether you smoke it uh, five times a day all week long or if you smoke it every fifth day for an hour, we're fortunate people. And there are a lot of people out there in the world that are less fortunate than us. So part of the process of cleaning up and cleaning out the house and moving to a smaller house is we've got extra furniture. So instead of trying to sell the furniture off, my wife found 
a couple of ladies that are doing some uh, the, that are putting together a, a, an apartment or a house and you know furnishing it for a for a family that has been way less fortunate than we've been and they're just getting back on their feet so think about that this time of the year especially at the holidays and remember that there are people that are way more <laughs> way more bad off how's that for terrible english uh they're way worse off than we are and we don't you know there are people that can't even they couldn't even imagine affording a uh, a, a basket pipe and two ounces of tobacco and enjoying that you know every couple of days so we are all fortunate people that we enjoy that we have something that we enjoy we have something that gives us pleasure and uh you know look around your house look around your house and see if you can find something that you're not using that you might be able to donate to somebody that could use it even if it's just the salvation army or the goodwill or you know running it off to the local charity whatever it is so we're all very fortunate um so with that, I want to say, you know, do what you can, okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh, thank you to Jeff for joining me. Thank you for everybody with the song suggestions. Keep them coming if you got them. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. After a word from our sponsors, we'll have Donner and Blitzen to get their take on the big night to come.